It's time now for the Border News Roundup. Friday mornings at this time, we get a chance to check in with Marshall Helmberger. Marshall's the editor and the publisher of the Timber Jay. It's a newspaper serving northeastern Minnesota. Good morning, Marshall. Thanks for being here. Well, happy to be here, Heidi. This week, we have been noting some things going on in counties that KEXE covers, Itasca and Crowing County, both of them passing Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions in county government. Your top story and the Timber Jay has to do with a town hall meeting on this very subject. That's right. There's a, a Second Amendment town hall, it's called, that is set for Saturday in Ely, and it's sponsored by the Minnesota Republican Party as well as State Representative Roger Scraba and Senator Nathan Wessenberg, who's somebody I had not heard of prior to doing this story. He's from Little Falls, and he has kind of made a, a name for himself in recent weeks. He was at a rally in January down at the Capitol and suggested he uh, supported the arrest of Governor Tim Walls for his actions during the COVID pandemic and also refer, has referred to the uh, COVID vaccine as a death shot. So he definitely has views that are a little bit out there, and he's going to be uh, at this town hall. There's a, a considerable concern by uh, you know folks in, in our area that this is part of an effort to kind of pick up on that same effort of, of establishing these Second Amendment sanctuaries, um, and the concern is this might happen in St. Louis County. When this notice came out about this town hall being held Saturday in Ely, we've had folks calling us, actually, and saying, you know, what, what's going to happen here, and uh, letting us know about it, and letting us know of their concerns. And they see the timing of this meeting, you know, which coincides with his actions in Itasca County and Crowing County as being very much connected. My guess is there's going to be a lot of folks at this meeting it's from uh, one to 3 p.m. at the Ely Senior Center, and this is on Saturday, March 4th. And I did talk to Roger Scraba about it. He said he was not aware of the views of this uh, Senator Wessenberg. He said he didn't even know him, um, which I didn't find all that credible, but uh, it's Roger, so you never know for sure. He said, you know, he's interested in hearing what people have to say about uh, some of the Second Amendment legislation that's currently moving through the legislature, and there is quite a bit this year, mostly gun safety related. But he's also interested, he said, in hearing about you know what people think should happen with the surplus and about Social Security tax cuts, things like that. You know, he said he's also interested in hearing about people's views on on marijuana legislation. So he he's hoping to to get some uh, you know a lot of input on a variety of issues. He said it's not just all about the Second Amendment. That may be his view. I don't know what Senator Wessenberg will focus on. It'll be interesting to see. And uh, the good thing is here, I think, because this has now been fairly well publicized, my guess is they'll get a, a fairly wide diversity of uh, viewpoints in the, uh, in the audience. Could be a constructive uh, town hall in the end. And I know we also are, are covering what happened this week in Itasca County, where uh, we had considerable pushback uh, against the county board. Um, a former editor, actually, of our paper was over there and uh, helped us uh, to provide some coverage since the meeting did take place in Grand Rapids. And it, it looked like council or the uh, board chambers were full of folks. And uh, from what we understand, everybody spoke against what the county board had done earlier when they declared Itasca County a Second Amendment sanctuary. 
And uh, mostly the, the concern that a lot of people expressed was the lack of transparency. Uh, apparently the, uh, the resolution which the uh, county board had passed declaring uh, the sanctuary status was added at the last minute. Uh, to the agenda, and there, so there was no public notice that they were even going to take up this issue. And it appeared to have been fairly well orchestrated since they had a bunch of uh, supporters of the resolution in the audience. You know, there was no one to speak against it because folks didn't know about it. But this week, they certainly did hear from uh, county residents who were opposed. And, and so it's interesting. We'll be, have to follow and see if the county board takes any action. They didn't uh, respond to, to the comment this week, but it's certainly, uh, you know, it's something they, they might mull over and perhaps reconsider this. So we'll, we'll be following that in the future. I'm sure you guys will. Absolutely. And it sounds like Crow Wing County was facing the same thing, had to do with it not being on the public agenda before the meeting there as well. That happened on mm. Tuesday of this That's week. troubling because, I mean, you know, if, if, you're, if you say you're, you're doing the people's business, you'd think you'd want to hear from people and that you would make these resolutions or that you're going to discuss this, that you would have this on an agenda and make sure that there was adequate public notice, because otherwise these counties are just, uh, this is potentially is blowing up in their faces, because there's lots of people who do support gun safety legislation. Yes, and just going to say so, in Itasca County and Crow Wing County, this did pass at the county government level. What you're talking about coming up is a town hall, um, so kind of the preliminary stuff, it has not passed in any county board meeting or anything there. Right. This, I mean, at this point, you know, we're not, we're not aware that this is coming to the St. Right. Louis County. But then again, the way this has been handled in these other counties, and this seems to be a trend, is there, this is kind of being pushed in you know, last minute under the radar. So I'm assuming you'll cover the event, and we'll hear about it we next week? We will certainly be covering this event. I expect it to be quite interesting. All right. Sounds good. Well, let's move on. Lots of talk of what's going on in the legislature changes. Um, there's also, you know, as we kind of move through COVID and some of the extra money that came in, there's some concern about SNAP benefits for folks and some federal funding leaving, right? Yeah, that's right. Back when COVID first started, among the various packages that were passed by, you know, Congress, you know, they included expansion of the SNAP, and that's what we used to call food stamps. That whole uh, benefit program expanded. You know, a lot of folks lost jobs and, and whatnot or had hours cut, things like that. And, you know, expanding the SNAP benefits was one way to, to help families, you know, in a very difficult time. This increased the benefit from $95 a month for an individual up to hundreds of dollars a month, uh, depending on the family size. You know, and these benefits, expanded benefits, have been in place, you know, since 2020. So it's been a few years now, and uh, in many cases, you know, families got used to, uh, you know, having that additional, you know, food support. And, of course, that's probably helped tremendously uh, over the last year or so when we've seen a significant amount of food inflation. But now, uh, starting in at the end of uh, this month, those extra benefits are going to go away. And, uh, and that, I think, is a, probably a, a lot of folks are not necessarily expecting that, and, and uh, this is going to hit them pretty hard. Um, in some cases, like for larger families, this could amount to hundreds of dollars uh, a month in, uh, in loss of benefits. Uh, for food, and that's going to hit folks hard. 
it's also going to hit, uh, you know, these counties hard. Um, I know in St. Louis County, we figure this affects 20,000 uh, residents of the county, and it's going to affect a lot of businesses as well. I mean, you know, it's interesting to note the uh, amount of revenue that comes in to the economy from these benefits. You know, back in 2020, the SNAP program was providing about $28 million throughout the county. And that, of course, was, you know, that helped the recipients of that, but it also helped the businesses that, uh, you know, the grocery stores and whatnot that, uh, you know, were where people were using these benefits. Now, as of 2022, over $50 million was uh, distributed into the St. Louis County economy from these benefits. So, I mean, it's not just the families that are benefiting from these benefits. It's also uh, businesses in the county. And, and statewide, it's, it's worth noting that the amount of money we're talking about getting pumped into the economy is about $1.3 billion a year. So that has a real effect, and uh, this is certainly going to be noticed. And like I said, it, you know, the timing on this is particularly bad, given that food costs have jumped so much. So this is going to be a struggle, I think, for a lot of families. That's Marshall Helmberger. This has been the Border News Roundup. You can read and see more at TimberJ.com, and I'm going to hold you to it. I want to hear about next week about this town hall meeting on that Second Amendment resolution. All right. (laughs) Sounds great. Have a good weekend. 